Joshua chapter 4, would you stand with me? Uh, Here's the scripture in the NLT. It says, when all the people uh, had crossed the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, now choose 12 men, one from each tribe. Tell them, take 12 stones from the very place where the priests are standing in the middle of the Jordan. Carry them out and pile them up at the place where you will camp tonight. So Joshua called together the 12 men he had chosen, one from each of the 12 tribes of Israel. He said to them, Go into the middle of the Jordan, in front of the ark of the Lord your God. Each of you must pick up one stone and carry it out on your shoulder. Twelve stones in all, one for each of the twelve tribes of Israel. We will use these stones to build a memorial. In the future, your children will ask you, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them. They remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. I want to preach this morning for just a few moments. A title of my message is, Don't Forget to Remember. Would you pray with me, Father? I thank you for your word. Quicken it to our hearts. Change us, Lord. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' precious name. And everyone said amen. Amen. You may be seated. This is Memorial Day weekend. It's a time to honor and remember all of those men, those men and women who gave their lives for our country. Along with those who gave their lives, I'm also going to look in the Bible at other places where God said to remember something. Remember. And, and so we're going to make this Memorial Day applicable not only to our nation, but to our church and, and to our world as we look at these different memorials. We're going to take advantage of our nation's Memorial Day to remember some other important things. So why do we have a Memorial Day? Because people have a tendency to forget. Mm, We forget. We forget a lot of things. I'm going to talk about it this morning before Kathy gets back in here. We forget a lot of things. I was, this last week, uh, a young preacher, pastors over in Wynn, one of our young pastors, uh, Matthew Hodges, call him Matt, uh, he asked me if he could meet with me for lunch one day. Matt has been doing this. He's been, he's been finding older, not old, but he's been finding older ministers who have been in the ministry for a long time, much longer than him, and he takes us out to eat and asks us things. What are you doing? How do you do it? What do you do in this case? You know, and, he, and I thought, if I had had the sense that he has, to have done that when I was his age, I would know a lot more than I do now. But when I was younger, quite honestly, I thought I knew it all. And I didn't. So we sat down to talk. The thing about Matthew Hodges is that Matt was my dad's youth pastor in Monticello several years ago. 
So, Matt, we start out, we're eating, and he's talking, and he's looking at me, and he said, he said, uh, he said, this, use this hat to excuse me. He said, I feel like I'm sitting across the table from your dad, from my old boss, Pastor Bobo. And I said, I know. I said, the older I get, the more I look just like him. I mean, I, I can't get away from that. So anyway, we were talking about, we got to talking about my dad a little bit. And he reminded me of something that I had forgotten. And it's that my dad had this thing that he would clap his hand and shake it like this. And I had, that had slipped my mind. And when he said that, he said, he said, I remember your dad when he would clap, he would clap his hand and he would shake it like he was shaking a tambourine. And I said, I remember that. We forget things. We forget the voice of our mother. We forget, we forget things. That's why we have memorials, is to remember those that have gone on, to remember things that we need to remember. And, and so this is, what, this is what the Scripture is talking about. This is what our text is talking about. By the way, the top two most forgotten things, number two is where something is. And number one is names. I'm having so much trouble. I get, I get these freezes. I look at some, and, and of course, Alex and Drew, you know, y'all don't have things because, you know, you understand. We talked about that a while ago because I, I can't, I, I, and others can distinguish, but, and I just, I, but names, but names. And I'll look at somebody, we were at a, we were at a, the district council and we went to eat someplace and there was somebody sitting at the table beside us that I have known for years. I know him. I know him just as much as I know myself. I know him. And I could not say his name. And you're all sitting back there going, oh, Pastor. No, I couldn't. So I went to the table where my staff was sitting and they had the same freeze. Oh, yeah, I know, I know who he is. Well, it took us a few minutes before we could come up with the name of this person sitting at it. And when it came to us, it, kind of like a, it was kind of like a, a mass revelation. It came, it came to us to remember this person's name. I, I'm finding myself, I will look at someone and I, I know. So, so just, under, and, and I can just tell you, it's not old age. I just know that. I heard someone say, hmm. Was that you, Kathy? Did I just say, huh? But hey, whatever it is, whatever it is, it and, and forget things. You know that commercial on TV where the guy's got his glasses on top of his head? And he says, he says, well, I'm looking, I can't find my glasses. And she says, they're somewhere. That is me. I have put on the light on my phone to find my phone. What's the matter with us? Heaven and yet, I know my phone someplace. It's got to be here somewhere. God knows our forgetful nature. He knows that. That's why He is constantly telling us to remember. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Remember. 
He's telling us that. In our text, Joshua has just led the Israelites across the Jordan River. And I'm going to tell you, it was a miraculous happening. When you look at the Bible and you see things that happen that went totally against nature, that went totally against anything you could imagine. And, and here, and then you've, you've got, you know, you've got something like the sun standing still, or you've got something like the, the waters part, and, and the people walk across on dry ground, and you've got all these things happening, and you think, I will never forget that. But then the Bible says they crossed the Jordan River, and when they, got, and they, they went across on dry land. Now, none of those people that went across that, perhaps maybe Caleb and Joshua, but none of those people other than that had ever seen that happen before. At the Red Sea, it happened. That the waters parted and the people walked across on dry ground. And, and I'm, it was real. It did happen. They did do that. And when they walked across on dry ground, and then they get to the other side and all the rejoicing, all those people died. Now you've got a new generation coming along. They're going into the promised land, and they walk across the Jordan River, and, and they get to the other side. And here's what Joshua says. Priests stand right there with the ark of God. Then he calls on 12 leaders, one from each of the 12 tribes, to go back into the riverbed and pick up a stone. Now, it wasn't a little pebble. You know, like, like when we go down to the river, our, our grandbabies like to pick up rocks and throw them into the water. The Bible says they carried them out on their shoulders. These were huge stones that they carried and they piled them in a, for a memorial. And here's what Joshua said. I want you to do this so that in time to come, when your children ask you, what does this mean? That you will tell them how God brought you through. Isn't that great? This is what memorial is about. This is why we have Memorial Day. When your children say, well, why, why, Mama, why are you off work today for some of us that are off tomorrow? Why are you off work today? Then you say, well, you know, the government has a holiday. It's not just a holiday. We're to remember something. Don't ever forget. I, I, I remember for years, the last World War II veteran that I remember having conversation with was my uncle, uh, Harold I had to try to remember his name. Harold Davis. My Uncle Harold. Called him Uncle Harold. Harold. Harold finally passed away way up in his 90s. Uh, uh, and he was a World War II veteran. And I love to hear his stories about how he had two ships shot out from under him. And yet God pulled him out of those, those, that, that ocean water and he lived. I'm thankful for all of those that put their lives on the line for us. I'm thankful for that. But I'm also thankful this morning that God has made such a way for us. God paved a way for us. God, God's dried up the brook for us. God let us come through on dry ground. God did that. And, and with all the miracles, back in the day when we had testimony service. Now we quit having them because people forgot how to do them. You know. They're going to say, well, I'm just going to tell you, it's been rough this week, it's been bad, but thank God I'm here, you know. Well, Testimony service was to tell what God had done for you and how good God is. Wow, could we use some Facebook testimonies today? Couldn't we use We need some good news. This week has not been a week of good news. Uh, 
I can't. I'm getting more sensitive the older I get. I can't, I can't really talk about it. I tried to in Sunday school and couldn't talk about it. I have sat in my recliner and wept and wept and wept this week. And every time some little face comes across the table, I weep again. Then this one dad said, made this statement. He said, don't ever forget. Don't ever forget. How many times have we said that now? 9-11, don't forget. World War II, don't forget. Everything that, let's don't forget. We forget too soon. We forget. So we need some good news. This morning, I didn't come just to tell you bad news. This morning, I came to tell you that God is still on the throne. I'm here to tell you that God still makes a way through the wilderness. I'm here to tell you that God is the one who's going to heal the hearts of those that are hurting. I'm I'm here to tell you that God still has a plan and that we're going out of here one of these days and it's going to be a rapturous time. And I can't hardly wait, but until that time comes, I'm going to occupy till He comes. Brother Dory, I'm going to keep on. Until he comes. Amen. I'm going to keep on till he comes. I'm going to keep preaching the gospel. I'm going to, and here's what I want. God, give me a miracle in my life. Give me something that I can tell Ethan and Ella. This is what happened to me. This is where God brought me through. This is how God brought me out. This is how God brought me out of bondage and slavery. This is where God, this is where God healed my body. This is where God saved my soul. I want to I be able to remember. Let's go back and remember. What has God done for you? Everybody in this place needs to have some memorial stones that we just set up and say, say and when someone says, what's happened? You can say, let me, tell you, let me tell you what. Look what the Lord has done. Remember that song? Look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me. And it was just in time. I like that part about He healed my mind. Because I've needed mind healing all my life. I'm embarrassed sometimes to fill out papers where it says, is there any mental, mental illness in your family? And I want to say, my whole family was crazy. Was there any dysfunction? You say, well, our family wasn't dysfunction. Well, you probably were the dysfunctional one. You know. We all have some problems. We all have issues. But God touched my mind. Whenever I couldn't think straight, whenever I couldn't, whenever I couldn't call on Him, God reached out to me. When I wasn't reaching out for Him, He was reaching down for me. So our text when they, when they got to the other side, they set up that memorial. On the other side of the river, they put it where the children can see it. Here's what God has done. I looked through the Bible. I checked out this week. There's several places that God said, don't forget this. There was a day whenever Moses was leading the children of Israel out of bondage. And as he was doing this, he goes to Pharaoh because the Israelites were slaves in Egypt. About three million of them, by the way, slaves. Moses is called, God said, tell Pharaoh to let my people go. So Moses goes and stands before Pharaoh and says, God said, 
let my people go, that they may worship me. Pharaoh says, um, not going to do it. A plague comes. Frogs everywhere. Pharaoh says, call the frogs off. I'll let them go. Call the frogs off? Mm, no. Yeah, <laughs> Yes, he did. Lice, bulls, uh, bloody water, all kinds of things happened to them. Came down to the last night, and God says, I'm going to bring one more plague. And when it happens, he'll let you go. And here's what it was. That in every home that did not have blood applied to the house, there was going to be a Passover. God was going to pass over those houses. If there was not blood on the doors, the firstborn son of each of those houses would die. Over in the slave camp where the Israelites were, they were preparing the lamb, a spotless lamb. They were eating that meal. And, and they were getting ready for what God was going to do, and that was take them out of there. So as they're preparing for that, everybody has to be in the house as the father puts the blood over the doorpost. So he does, brings everybody in the house. The next morning after the death, when the, when the angel passed over, when God passed over, every house that had blood on it was spared and safe. The other houses were not. There was death in the camp, in the, Israelite, in the uh, Egyptian camp. Now, the next day, Pharaoh says, get them out of here. Get them out of here. Take them out. When they got to the other side of the Red Sea, which God, God brought them through that on dry ground. Drowned the Egyptian army in the Red Sea. Then God instituted what he called the Passover. And that was that every year at that time, they were supposed to observe a meal together and remember what God had done for them. It was important. Every year. This wasn't just like, having a Christmas and giving gifts and all. It was, there was a purpose behind this. And there was a purpose behind Christmas as well. But this was instituted by God. God said, I don't want you to ever forget what I've done for you. He said, don't, don't forget to remember what I did. I brought you out. I think everybody in here this morning ought to just take a moment. Ought to just take a few seconds. To remember whenever you were lost. Do you remember when you were lost? I do. Now, I got saved in an early age, but being that we weren't Baptist, so we didn't believe in once saved, always saved. We believed in getting saved every week. Or every day. I've been to the altar a few times. I've gotten away from God a few times. Now, we don't believe in eternal insecurity either. You're saved. Hang on to that. Your blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Don't you love that? However, I, 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 remember, I remember times whenever I was lost and undone without God or His Son. I was lost. I, was, I knew in my heart. I may have been living in a pastor's home. I may have been the pastor. Oh, pastor? Yeah. 
I'm too honest sometimes. But I'm just going to tell you, there's times whenever I've said, God, 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 come on, God, just, just wash me clean again. God, wash me clean again. I've gotten too, I've gotten too complacent in my time. So I, I, I've had those times. See, I, I, I can remember. We need to remember when we were lost and how it felt to be lost. How did it feel the first time you came to church and everybody was looking at you? Said, I wonder why they're here because they're, because they need Jesus. Why did you come? When you first came, some of us just stumbled into the house of God. We just stumbled into this thing. We were just, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't plan on being here. Someone invited us or whatever, but we came. And God, so we need to remember this. They were lost. God said, don't ever forget you were slaves in Egypt. And I came and I led you out of here. You know how long it took them to forget that? A couple of weeks. They're out in the middle. I'm not going to preach this part, but it'll still be short. They're out in the middle of the wilderness on their way to the promised land when they get to looking at Moses and saying, we should have died in Egypt. We were better off there. At least there we were eating cucumbers and peas and greens. They even got frustrated over, they got frustrated over the manna and they said, we don't, we won't meet. And they had just been set free from slavery for the rest of their lives. How would it feel? How would it feel? You've been in slavery. Your family's been in slavery. Your grandmother was in slavery. You, don't, you can't even remember a descendant. You can't even remember an ancestor that was not in slavery. And now all of a sudden, every one of you are free. God says, don't, don't forget this. Every year, I want you to take a lamb. I want you to kill it. I want you to eat it. And I want you to remember what I did for you. I brought you out. Then, when we get to the New Testament, I love this. Here, Jesus is observing that very same Passover. It's the time of the Passover. And Jesus, with his disciples, he is still observing that Passover. And he calls his disciples and says, go get us an upper room. Go get us a banquet room. Go rent a place. Let's have a place that we can have, a, that I can have the Passover meal with you. Why? To remember what God has done for you in the past. Then at that meal, Jesus begins to take that bread, that Passover bread. He begins to take that bread and he breaks it and he gives it to them. And then after a few minutes, he takes the he takes the. the the juice, the wine, the grapes. He takes that and he, and, he, and he gives it. And you know what he says to them? He says, this is my body which was broken for you. Which is broken for you. He's taken the Passover from two or three thousand, several thousand years ago. He's taking that. He's bringing it into the present. And he's saying, oh, up till now, up till now I've wanted you to observe what you did when you came out of slavery. Now I'm going to bring you further than you've ever been before. And said, now this is my body and this is my blood that's shed for you. And then he says, do this, how? In remembrance of me. He's not even died on the cross yet, but he said, don't you ever forget it. Don't you ever forget it. So he institutes that, the communion. See, here's, here's some things God, I mean, let me just give you this. Here's some things that God doesn't forget. He doesn't forget his own children. Have you ever got one? Have you ever forgot? 
Can't even say it. Have you ever forgotten one of your children? Have you ever left one of your children at church? <laughs> I, after years of therapy, I can tell you, I, I was left at church far more times than you can imagine. My folks lived next door to the church. They just assumed I was with the other one. Somewhere about 10 minutes after church was out, the doors are locked and the lights are out, Sister Dory. You never, did y'all ever leave your children at church? Don't think you did. See, you're a good mama. My folks said, said they could hear me screaming <laughs> all the way home. Oh, you know what they said? Oh, we're sorry. We're sorry, son. I've been forgotten. Here's what God said. Isaiah 49 verse 15 says, Can a mother forget her nursing child? Can she feel no love for the child she has born? But even if that were possible, I would not forget you. God says, if a mo and mothers don't forget their babies. Well, they shouldn't. And he said, even if a mother forgets her child, I'll never forget you. Uh, God remembers the best of our past and our future. He remembers every genuine prayer you ever prayed. He remembers every unselfish gift you ever gave. He remembers every repentant tear you ever cried. He remembers that. He also remembers the sinner who cries out. Luke chapter 23 and verse 42 says, Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. I, I love this. Because here's what the thief on the cross wanted to know. He, wanted to, he said, Here's the word he used. He didn't say, Lord, save me. He didn't say, Lord, excuse me. He said, Lord, remember me. And Jesus said, this day you will be with me in paradise. God will never forget you. God will never forget your prayer. He will never forget your forgiveness. He will never, ne you know, when you get to heaven, God's not going to look at you and go, mm, he knows you. He, knew you he knew, knows you now, and He'll know you then. So how do we remember? How do we remember? Psalm 143 and verse 5. I remember the days of old. I ponder all your great works and think about what you have done. This is how we remember. We ponder. We muse over everything that God's done. You remember the song, Count Your Blessings, name them one by one? You can't name them. You can't count them. But we got to try. Remember all that. Ponder these things. Remember these things. Muse on these things. I love it when Mary, the mother of Jesus, was raising Jesus. Can you imagine what a job that had to be? Raising the Son of God. And here, here she is. And the Bible would say that there was, certain things would happen and the Bible said, and Mary pondered these things in her heart. I don't know whether she had a journal. I don't know what, but the Bible says that she pondered those things in her heart. I think this morning we need to go back to the Jordan River experience in our lives. Or the Red Sea crossing or the Passover night. Today we're, today we're going to remember all those who died for our country.
But we're also going to remember He who died for us. Remember Him. Jesus who died for us. I, I'm, I, I look at the, this, I was looking at the video earlier and uh, on the news, you'll see it in the next couple of days. They will show a cemetery with just little white crosses. A sea of white crosses. And we'll know that means this person gave their life. Here's how Jesus said to remember him. He didn't say put up a cross, which we can. He didn't say erect a building. He said, remember my body and my blood. So you have emblems such as this. Now, does anyone not have one? If you don't, we still have, we have some more. Anybody not have one? Take these if you would. I, again, we, we forget so much. Why do we keep doing this? Because we, we want to remember. Raise your hand if you, anybody not have one? Okay. He died for us. All right. Well, Pastor, I'll never forget that. I know. But every so often, what does the Bible say? I think it says, as often as you do this. As often as you do this. We sometimes do it on the first Sunday of the month. But this is Memorial Day. I wanted to do it today. There's some families that take communion every week. I, I don't do that, but some do, and it's quite all right if they do. There's no, there's no law. I, this is what I like about this. There's no law on it. Jesus just says, as often as you do it. You know, what the, you know what the word often means? Let me just tell you what it's opposite from. Seldom. Seldom. Often. So, it doesn't have to be every week. Certainly doesn't have to be every day. There's some people who take communion every day. There's no bondage or law on it. But as often as you do it, you remember that Jesus died. So, how often will we do this? And, and for how long will we do this? See, it, it's, not that you can't, it's not that you can't follow the Passover. You can. You can still do the Passover. But you especially got to do this. When, when, the, when Jesus came, He fulfilled that because He became the Lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. When Jesus comes again, We'll have a marriage supper and sit down with him again. Throughout eternity, we won't celebrate communion. Because the Bible says we do this till he comes. Pastor, how long are you going to keep passing these things out? Till he comes. Till he comes. I just tell you, when he comes, I'm gone. And we're going to all go together. First of all, when Jesus was sitting down with the disciples at that meal, he took the bread. You can uncover that little piece of wafer there. And he blessed it. Father, we bless the bread this morning. We bless this. Lord, 
It represents your body that was broken for us. You were wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him with whose stripes we're healed. So we bless the bread this morning. Would you stand with me? Stand with me this morning. Would you hold that bread in your hand and bless it? Bless it, Lord. Bless this bread to our bodies, Lord. Now take the bread together. Then, after they had eaten the bread, they took the cup. And the Bible says Jesus gave thanks for the cup. Pastor Matt, would you, would you thank God for the cup this morning? Father, we are so very thankful. We remember today. We remember the blood. I wasn't there personally, Father, but I've read your word and the graphic details that took place. And I remember when I, when I pray for healing, I remember the blood. When I'm thankful for all the good things that you give us, Father, I remember the blood. And it's through that that all things are possible. Every good thing that you give us, every time that you're with us, Father, every time you said you would never yes. leave us, it's because of the blood. And we are so thankful and blessed today because of the blood of Jesus. And we are so thankful. In Jesus' name. Would you take the cup together? Now lift up your voices and thank Him. Praise Him.